While we wait for a decision on Aaron Rodgers, we dive in to the NFL Draft. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter. Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter. Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. The number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. We are expecting, I am expecting, a decision from Aaron Rodgers. Now, I was expecting one last week. I am much more sure we will get one now because we have to get one. The tag deadline is this afternoon, three Lambeau field time. And so the Packers need to know whether or not they're tagging Devontae Adams. They are almost certainly tagging Devontae Adams. Reports, multiple reports are now that Uh, The Packers are not close to an extension with Devontae Adams, but that he is open to one, that he would like one. Now, whether or not that is tied to Rodgers, we don't know for sure. So I'm expecting that later today, I am going to have to uh, have an emergency podcast and we will talk about whatever decision Aaron Rodgers was made what he says on the Pat McAfee show, maybe, allegedly, uh, if he does local radio, maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't, and we go from there. So this is going to be a short episode, talk some drafts. We haven't really talked a lot about the combine. I figure we have plenty of time to talk about the NFL draft over the coming weeks and months. Um, I will be uh, part of the the draft coverage for the Lockdown Podcast Network. So keep an eye out for those announcements uh, when when I'm able to make them. So our friends over at Lockdown NFL Draft, Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker, had a mock draft Monday. We missed mock draft Monday because we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. We didn't get to have Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, although we will inevitably have another Aaron Rodgers Tuesday here. Uh, but what... He and what what Croc and Ryan put together had the Packers taking Traylon Burks, who did not have a superlative weekend. We talked a little bit about what happened with him and and the slowish 40 time, whatever. By the way, still a really good speed score. It sounds like there's new turf in Indy. And so everyone ran really fast. In fact, it was the fastest receiver time ever, the fastest offensive tackle time ever, running back time ever. I mean, basically every position had the fastest time ever at the combine this week. It's a little fishy and it is probably the new turf. So that means if you didn't run fast, it's a problem. And and Traylon Burks also ran a slow three cone. Now that was after all the drills. It's late at night. I assume he's going to run a much faster three cone uh, at his pro day. Still. It wasn't, it wasn't great. I want to talk about the receivers. Because this is, regardless of what happens, Devontae Adams is getting tagged. He's probably going to get an extension because Rodgers is coming back. Am I 100% sure on that? No. Am I like 85% sure on that? Yeah. 
So if Rodgers is back, then Adams is back. But that doesn't mean that everything is solved because they still got to pay Marquez Valdez scaling. They still got to tender Al Nazard and they got nothing of any positive value out of Amari Rodgers last year. Are they trying to bring the band back with Randall Cobb? Then maybe, you know, if you're the Packers, you feel like you can't allocate a lot more resources. They're probably not going to be able to afford Marquez Valdez-Scanling or they're going to choose not to afford him because his market is just going to get out of whack with what his value is to Green Bay. I think he could be much more valuable to someone else than he is to Green Bay. I think he could take on a bigger role assuming he can stay healthy. The thing about Traylon Burks is the Packers have a type at receiver and Burks is not it. He is big, strong, and and relatively fast. Um, and you see him on tape. He's got he's got speed, speed. He doesn't get caught on tape, so that's why it's weird. And maybe the flying twenty, which is the we don't have to get into it, but the measure of his his basically his speed at dead sprint when he gets up to speed is probably pretty good. I haven't seen any you know unofficial or official timings on that. Uh, maybe we'll get something at his pro day, but. Uh, the, the Packers have a clear type. You got to be tall enough. They viewed Amari Rogers as a different kind of player. Brian Gutekind said as much when he was drafted. He's a jet, a, a gadget, a slot, and maybe not even just a slot, but a jet. Now they feel like he can do more than that, but they bended the rules a little bit for him. Plus. He's short, but stout. He's basically built like a running back. And so I think they just looked at it and said, okay, he can help in these sort of ways. And so he's not really a receiver. We're not worried about him doing the things that we would normally ask a receiver to do only. So let's handle it that way. I think that's reasonable. What they want is they want you to be almost or at least six feet tall. You got to be dang close, not just 5'11", 5'11 and three-fourths. You got to be six feet. They bent the rules for Randall Cobb. You got to be 190 or something close to it. 188, 189 might be possible, but you better not be 5'11", 188. You got to run 4'5 or better, 4'5", or better. Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams right up against the, the top of that. And they they like the three cone. They've always liked the three cone. And Brian Gutekinds, by the way, if you think that I'm just making this stuff up, I, I, I don't know exactly what their numbers are. I'm, we're, this is based on research and historical data. This has been written about a ton. This is not one of those like Reddit conspiracy theories. To the point that that Brian Gutekinds has been asked about it. And he's just like, yeah, we have models. We have, you know, so the... Um, these, these, they're not thresholds. I call them thresholds, but they're more like guidelines. They're really more like guidelines uh, than, than they are like hard and fast numbers. But Brian Gutekind's basically said, these go, these go back to Ron Wolf. I mean, these are the tried and true. And if you go back the last 15 years, the Packers haven't drafted a lot of receivers, but when they have, they've hit on them. Think Greg Jennings, James Jones, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, even on day three to find someone like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You find Alan Lazard off the practice squad, for example. 
And yeah, are some of these guys made better by playing with Aaron Rodgers? For sure. But like James Jones is just good. Greg Jennings is just good. Jordy Nelson, really good player. Randall Cobb, good. Devontae Adams, special. These are tried and true. You have to have elite skill in the NFL. You have to have at least one elite trait. And, and, and what you bank on is don't bank on outliers. Don't bank on short guys, especially short guys that don't have elite traits. Don't bank on slow guys. It's period. Period. That's like the Packers mantra. Don't bank on slow guys. And don't bank on receivers who can't change direction. I mean, the Packers, whether it's right or wrong, they were, they were never going to draft DK Metcalf. Never. He could have fallen to the fifth round. I don't think they would have taken him. Maybe they would have taken him in the fifth. But, I mean, bad, 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 bad three cone. They value that as a measure of athleticism. So do the Patriots. A lot of teams value that. Here's the problem. No one, no one did a good one. No one did good three cones in this draft. And so if you go back and look at some of these numbers, and by the way, Traylon Burks, bad three cone. If you go back and look at some of these numbers, the, the full list of guys who hit height, weight, speed, three cone. This is the full list. Kevin Austin Jr. from Notre Dame, Jalen Torbert from South Alabama. That's the full list. Okay, now let's extend it to guys whose three cones we don't have. Not that adds some names that you know, guys like Christian Watson, George Pickens, and then some guys that you might not know, Dallas Jones, Isaiah Weston, Braylon Sanders, Mike Woods. Still, even if we expand it, that's the whole list. That's the whole list. So when you see Chris Olave on there, understand that Chris Olave would be an outlier for the Packers. He would be an outlier. And that's just that's just how it is. Now he he is borderline. But a lot of skinny guys in this draft. A lot of skinny guys. Olave probably should be on this list. He's he's 187. So he should be on the list. But a lot of Garrett Wilson, small, skinny. Some of these other guys that that ran really fast, bad three cones. The Packers value these sort of athletic traits. And I think we need to understand that when we're trying to identify the kinds of players that they're going to draft. Because over over time, we've seen that this is how they handle this. That this is how they handle this. And so we, we have to take that stuff into account when we're trying to figure out, okay, who are the names? Who are the names? Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, and player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. So I want to do a mock draft. I want to do a mock draft. And I, I think what I'm what I'm going to do one of these days is a live one. And we'll do it, we'll do it live on air. We'll do it, we'll do a live stream, get some input from the fans and and figure out how this all works. Try to find some consensus, build some consensus. I don't do seven round mocks because I do not care about what happens after the fourth round. I really don't care about what happens outside the top like a hundred. Because you're just throwing darts and no one really knows. But I think what I what I wanted to do was do this exercise because I think it helps us identify where the value in this draft is. It helps identify where the players are that, that you want to target. And for those of you who are maybe a little newer to the show, it will help you get a feel for how I feel about some of these positions, how I feel about positional value, and where historically you find value in the draft. So at 28, I'm going to say first overall, but it's not. It's the first round. Um, I have Perrion Winfrey, the defensive lineman from Oklahoma. And it's not the sexy pick. I am not, I am not, I am not take a defensive lineman in the first round guy. I'm really not. But there is a group in this class, guys who have pass rush juice, who have physical ability, and who have upside to be disruptive players above and beyond just, I'm just going to plug the run. And there aren't that many holes on this team. In fact, I don't I don't know that there are, you know, it depends on what free agency looks like. But we could we could be going into the draft going, the Packers do not have a single roster spot for a rookie starter. This is not safety in 2019 when we knew as soon as Darnell Savage was drafted, he's he's it. This was not Jair Alexander when we knew right away he's going to compete to start. Even Elton Jenkins, remember, like like kind of competed, but it was clearly Lane Taylor's job. And then Lane Taylor got hurt and then it became Elton Jenkins' job. Royce Newman, we didn't know that he would come in and compete. He just played really well in camp and, and earned a shot to start. But but the Packers had guys that they could play there. They were going to be fine with Lucas Patrick if he were the guy that was starting at right guard. He was a fine right guard for them in 2020. There, there's a very real scenario where that's where we are in, in this, this 2022 draft that, that they're looking for backups, that they're looking for guys to play a year from now, two years from now. And that's what the Packers are always doing. It's what the Packers always should be doing. It's what every team should be doing. So someone like Perrion Winfrey, who is a penetrating, big, powerful upper body kind of guy. He tested well. I, I the, the unofficial relative athletic score that I saw was almost a nine. Packers, if you're not over an eight, eight and a half, you're not a first round pick for them, for Brian Gutekinds. That's just how he's done it. And so if you're going to take a defensive lineman, you better be someone that you can start, better be someone that you think can be a, a top half of the league kind of player and compliments Kenny Clark well. Those, and I think Winfrey, who played all along the defensive front for Oklahoma, 
is that kind of player. Do I love it? No, but that's how the board fell. I think the the most likely players to be taken in the first round for the Packers, offensive linemen, edge, defensive lineman, receiver. If I had to guess. And I think receiver receiver is probably more likely than defensive lineman. But I, I told you at the top of the show, there just aren't that many guys to take. Not guys that Green Bay would normally be into. And if we're talking about first round guys, it's George Pickens, maybe Christian Watson. But that's a lot of pressure on a small school guy, an FCS guy who's really raw, who's going to need some time to develop. Is Rodgers going to trust that guy right away? Now, from a skill set perspective, he is MVS plus. I mean, they ran jet sweeps with him at North Dakota State. And he can get down the field. I mean, the 4-3 speed is real at 6-4-208. Built very similar to, to Quez, but not quite as tight in the hips. He's a little more elusive, a little more fluid uh, after the catch. And I think actually has better hands. In the second round, speaking of receivers, I have Sky Moore. Now, Sky Moore... You might have heard, I didn't mention. I didn't mention Sky Moore. And why didn't I mention Sky Moore? Well, because he's small. He's small. He ran fast. He is really good before the catch, after the catch. He's a terrific, terrific player. Slot. So if you can't keep Randall Cobb, or if you want, a, an heir apparent to Randall Cobb, and you think Amari Rodgers is a different type of player, you can have both on your team. I think Sky Moore can play outside a little bit. Sky Moore is good. He's good. And that's where the value is at receiver. Day two. You can get really good players in the first round for sure, but the Packers have found value on day two with receiver time after time after time. And I think this would be a home run. I think he's ready to come in and give you snaps right away. Third round, Darian Beavers from Cincinnati. Big linebacker. In this case, I'm thinking they re-signed Devondre Campbell. According to ESPN, that's their number one priority is to re-sign Devondre Campbell after this Roger stuff gets worked out. So I think he would be a terrific compliment to Campbell, someone who could come in and push Chris Barnes for playing time. And, and this is critical, special teams. The Packers are going to draft with... Um, their their regular team in mind for sure. But don't be surprised if they seem to take a little bit more emphasis on special teams. And I think, you know, you take a linebacker a little bit higher than you might otherwise. That's an opportunity to get better there. In the fourth round, we'll pick 130. I have Isaiah Thomas, the edge from Oklahoma, not the basketball player and not the basketball player. Um, another uh, guy who tested well, Big, the Packers have traditionally liked big edges. I don't know if that's going to continue given uh, Mike Smith no longer being there. That was a Mike Patton thing. But he's a big guy, 265 plus, ran 4'7", um, had, had some you know decent explosive numbers. I believe an RAS over eight. So he checks the boxes for you. And then at 139, I mentioned Bayless Jones Jr., if you're getting him in the fourth round and he's probably just going to play special teams and be a flyer for you, maybe he can be a kick returner, a Jeff Janis type for you. I mean, this guy's going to be 25. 
but he can fly. So Gunner, special teams, kick return, kick cover. Again, returner potentially, and then just like backup deep threat, scary speed guy. That's a worthy flyer on day three or day. Yeah, day three. Um, how does the draft work again uh, for, for the Packers? And and this is a draft that that I think Packer fans, it, it is unsexy in that, you know, there there's one skill player and then it's a bunch of dirty work guys at the top. And then on day three, you're just trying to find some athletes who can fill some spots. I think Isaiah Thomas could actually be in the rotation for the Packers. We'll see that they're reportedly in on Yuchenna Iwosu, um, Von Miller, apparently. Doubt it, but maybe. Um, so we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. But this is just this is just one way we could do it. This is one way that we could see the Packers go. They're not gonna. This is you guys. This is this, the draft is not gonna look like this. But we're just we're just having fun. We're just checking this out, and and uh, I, I think it was it was also a good way to to sort of capture some of the the conversations we were having at the top and and bring them back around here as you look at these mock drafts. Make sure you see these players. Okay, are they good athletes? If the answer is no, take them off the board. The Packers do not like to draft non good athletes. It's just how they work. And and by the way, that is the right way to handle it. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring you the NFL Draft every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hey, cool. I'll talk to you in a couple hours, probably. We'll see what happens uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I have uh, talked about getting a guest to try and get this to work out, uh, to, to talk about it as well. So uh, we'll see uh, what we can do there. Again, if there is an Aaron Rodgers announcement today, we will have an emergency pod up. It will be up on YouTube first. It will hit your podcast feed uh, later. So go check it out on YouTube. That will be the place to instant react. I will... Maybe we'll live stream. Maybe we'll live stream. Maybe we'll live stream a reaction. So keep an eye out on my Twitter feed at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the Packers. Follow the podcast. Goodness. Follow the Packers. You're already doing that. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Uh, and, and anywhere you can get podcasts, you can find Locked on Packers. Subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.